Welcome to Love Me Most, and I'm back with another episode. It is super late at night. It is literally Thursday night at like 10.25 in the evening, and I'm making this episode so late because I just got done with the girls' night. It was so fun, and I want to encourage you, if you are kind of feeling like down in the dumps, just like not feeling the best, maybe have the winter blues, try to get together some people that you love to just like coexist together. You don't even have to do anything crazy. Like literally I invited some of my friends over and I was like, Hey, let's do like a little movie night. I just like put out some random snacks and we watched 13 going on 30 and we watched 16 candles. It was so nostalgic and so cozy. And literally I would just be watching those movies by myself and watching them with friends was so just like wholesome. Now, if you don't have friends, like that's okay. You can also watch like movies with your family, your cousins. Like it doesn't even have to be anyone that's like, I don't know, call your mom, call your dad. Like, I don't know. I just think that like, it's so easy to isolate ourselves in the winter. And I think the more that we're around people, like the happier of a mood we'll be in. But let's get into this episode and let's go through first some of your reviews that you guys left. You guys have been leaving little questions in the Q&A box. So I'm also going to go through those as well. Um, I'm going to check and see what you guys left in the little Q&A boxes on the podcast. Um a little like Q&A boxing on Spotify and then check to see if you guys left any reviews on Apple Podcasts. Um, There are no reviews on Apple, but it does look like there are some little reviews on Spotify, which guys, I just feel so grateful for you guys. Like every time that I look at these reviews, the fact that like you guys are even listening literally blows my mind. Like I'm just, I'm just talking, I'm just chatting. I'm just a girl who's just gabbing and you guys happen to enjoy it. And it makes me feel just so grateful for you. And on the episode that says things I've learned in my thirties, one of you guys left a message and it says great episode as always. Thank you for sharing, taking in all these points. And that was from key. Is that how you say your name? I'm not quite sure. I hate when people butcher my name. So sorry if I did for yours, but it's a beautiful name. And now let's get into the episode. This episode, as you guys know from the title, is ins and outs for 2024. Now this is for me. This is not ins and outs for the world. Like these things do not like collectively mean that they are like out for society. Like these are just the things that I want to bring into the new year and that I want to let go and leave in 2023. And I feel like a lot of you guys have probably seen this list go around just because I feel like it's pretty popular. And at first I never really like wanted to make this list because I'm like, okay, like ins and outs, like, okay, it's getting, it's, it's giving like, I don't know. I'm I'm not actually going to like live and abide by any of these things. Like I'm just making this to make it. But after I made the list, I was like, oh, like this is such a nice way to be intentional about what I want to leave behind and what I want to bring into the new year. So let's get into my um, outs first. No, actually, let's get into my ins. I think ins are fun to start with and outs are nice to end with. So Something that I want to bring into 2024 and like keep in 2024 is loving the soft parts of my body. I think uh, over the last year, I really started to love the soft parts of my body more, but I want to do that even more in 2024. Definitely is not something that comes easy by any means. And I think it's because society is like, oh, if it's not soft, then like, or if if it's too soft, then you just like, aren't gonna like look as good or whatever. But I think that like, I don't know, finding beauty in softness is something that just overall we as a society don't really celebrate. Like 
being just like a soft human overall like not even talking like physically just like in general i feel like sometimes we look at people who are like soft as weak or meek or things that are like considered negative and i think it's very similar with our body type too like whenever we think of soft bodies like the thought of a soft body when it comes to mind is not typically something that people celebrate so i want to celebrate the soft parts of my body and love them so much more this year Another thing I want to keep in and bring in to 2024 is that if it's not a definite yes, it's a no. And this is hard because like, I don't know, sometimes I'll be on the fence and then I'll think like, well, like they might be mad at me if I don't go, or they might be mad at me if I do this, or they might be mad at me if I don't do that. But it's like, I want to think about what I want. Like if I'm not a hundred million percent saying, yes, I want to do this, then like we're, we're not doing it because like in 2024, I really want to just like be more confident in my no. And so if it's not a definite yes, it's a no. And we are going to say no and be like comfortable with that. Another thing that I want to bring into 2024 is traveling spontaneously. Now, if you guys have been following me on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram, you guys probably saw that I went to New York City this last weekend. If you're not following me there, I don't know what you're doing, but it was such a liberating experience going on a solo trip to New York City and just like touching down in a city that I had like really no big plans to do anything like at. And I just kind of like just winged the whole weekend and it was really, really liberating. So I want to do more of that this year. I already am like, ooh, Costa Rica sounds fun. Bali sounds fun, like all these cool places. But it also is a little scary because obviously I'm like doing it alone and being in New York City by myself was also a little scary, but I like heard this thing one time and it's it's funny because I literally saw it on TikTok, but sometimes when I say that, I want to be like, I read an article because I feel like it sounds a little bit better than being like, I saw it on TikTok, but I'm just going to be comfortable saying I saw it on TikTok because like that's literally where I saw it. But um, someone was saying like, if you're not following your fear, then you're probably not like I don't know, aligning with the direction of like where you should go. So like you should follow your fear compass. And I like that like analogy of like having fear as a compass. And now, you know, if I'm scared to jump off of a building, like obviously that's not like something that I should do just because I'm scared of that. Cause like that's a normal fear. But when I think about things that I'm scared to do, like tonight I filmed in public, I filmed in Barnes and Noble. If you guys want to see the TikTok, you guys can go um, check it out now. I think it's going to be on my feed today, like whenever you're hearing this. So you could also wait to see it on Instagram. But I filmed literally in Barnes and Noble by myself. And <laughs> honestly, like filming, it was so cringy. Like the, I was like, I don't know, not dancing, but like there was music and I was like lip syncing the music and like doing that. But it was so freaking fun. Like I was giving like R&B like movie vibes and I just had like the best time doing it. And I don't know, I think that sometimes we can be so fearful that we don't like move and we just like stay grounded in that fear and we do the same thing over and over again because we don't want to step out into that fear. So one thing that I'm going to do this year is travel spontaneously because even though it does like get a little scary to do, I think that it's going to make this the year so much better. Another thing that I want to bring in 2024 or into 2024 and is in for 2024, that's such a hard thing to say, um, but staying in to read. 
I think in the past I felt like staying in was something that I just like shouldn't do unless I didn't have plans. So like if someone asked me to do something, I would always say like, yes, absolutely. A hundred million percent. Um, but now like I want to be comfortable being like, no, like I already have plans and my plans are literally to read and that's okay. Like I don't have to say yes to everything. I can stay in and enjoy my own company or enjoy my company with Brady. Like it doesn't have to be like a, night out like doing dinner or doing like whatever with friends every single night like i can also enjoy my time with the book and another thing that i want to bring in to 2024 is nature walks and another thing is childlike joy and i kind of throw those together because i feel like nature walks are kind of self-explanatory but uh, i just want to do more of them because i feel like being out in nature just makes me happy and uh childlike joy is something that i really want to like focus on this year because it's so easy for us as adults just to like let life get in the way and i was actually talking with some friends tonight about how watching cartoons is so like nostalgic and therapeutic and we don't really do it as adults like we kind of like get to a point where we just are like okay we're just done watching car cartoons but like there's so many good cartoons and why do we stop watching it? Cause someone literally told us like, Oh, that's not what adults do. Like who cares? Like forget them. And I don't know. I just want to do more things that my childhood self would have enjoyed. Like I can't remember the last time I climbed a tree and I used to love climbing trees. Like, and I liked it, I think just because I liked a little challenge to see how high up I could get literally have not done that in so long. And I have much longer legs now, so I could probably get a lot higher and things that i want to leave out of 2024 there are so many things but we're going to start with the first one which is being harsh about my appearance i am very harsh on myself nine times out of ten if i'm looking at myself in a mirror i do not feel pretty and that is just like i don't know i don't know where that's rooted in or where that comes from but i have to really like give myself a lot of encouragement to say like, no, like your mind is literally tricking you. Like you're beautiful. Like there are so many beautiful things about you. And I think that I'm just very harsh on my appearance and have always been that way. And so I want to leave that in 2023 and come into 2024 with like, a I don't know, a better view of how I feel whenever I like walk out the door. Another thing that I want to leave out in 2023 is expecting too much of myself. I think sometimes I'll make to-do lists or I will like plan on doing all these things when it's literally unrealistic. Like on a weekend, I'll be like, okay, I want to do this. 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 And I won't give myself any time for rest. And that's just not realistic. Like every person needs rest and we shouldn't be working from you know, the morning, like from when we wake up in the morning to the time we go to bed and we shouldn't be constantly trying to heal ourselves and constantly trying to learn and like taking all these things. Like sometimes we should just exist. Sometimes we should just be. And I think that I just put too much pressure on myself sometimes to like, okay, well I should like start being productive in this, being productive in that. Like everything that we do does not have to be based around productivity. We can just exist and that is totally fine. And another thing that I want to leave out in 2023 is downplaying achievements because, and this also kind of goes into the, the next thing that I want to leave out in 2023 is being embarrassed. And these kind of go together because I feel like I downplay my achievements when I'm around other people because I don't want them to feel bad about themselves. But 
if someone is feeling bad about themselves based on achievement that I have, that has nothing to do with me and everything to do with them. Like, especially if they're a friend, like if they're starting to feel bad, like it, it literally, that has no bearings on my life because if I achieve something, I'm not like, you know, rubbing in their face or something. Like if I'm just stating like a fact if they like ask about something, like I should not have to like downplay it. And here's a perfect example. Like if someone's like, Oh, how was New York city? Like, instinctively I want to be like oh New York State was fun but you know it was a little this or it was a little that and I didn't really like this and I didn't really like that and you know but it was it was fun and that is literally my first initial reaction and it's because I want people to feel like my trip almost wasn't that good because I want them to feel like better about staying home and like not being able to go on the trip like I don't know why I do that. And I do that very, very often. And it's literally because I just don't want people to feel bad. But like, if someone's truly my friend or close with me and my family or whatever, like they're going to want me to succeed. And so any achievements that I have, whether it's just like small or big or whatever, like they should want to celebrate that with me. And so I want to be very like unapologetic about those. And I think that goes into being embarrassed because sometimes when I am sharing my achievements, I do get embarrassed. And so I want to also just like stand confidently in those achievements. And another thing I get embarrassed about is literally my job. Like, I'm not kidding. When I was in Barnes Noble, I'm like, wow, this is literally cringe. And why is it cringe? Why is it cringe, Shaughnessy? Like, why is it cringe? Oh, it's because you're starting to think that other people's opinions of you matters more than your opinion of yourself. Like literally when I was in Barnes and Noble, I'm like, oh my God, like this is cringe. But I was having so much fun. So like the only part that was cringy was because I felt like people were judging me and I cared about what they thought. And so I want to let go of that embarrassed feeling because a lot of that is just coming from judgment and like the perceived judgment that I have of other people or people's judgment of me. And another thing that I want to leave out in 2023 is dulling myself. And another thing I want to leave out in 2023 is soft smiles. And these kind of also go together because I feel like it's very easy to dim your light, not be as loud, not be as, you know, boisterous and taking up space in a room and talking too much or whatever. And it's easy to dull yourself down to make other people feel more comfortable. And it's also easy to just like not be as vibrant. Like when I say soft smiles, like I want to let go of the fake smiles, like the smiles that are there just to like be there, but not like my true, like laugh, like that's like super, super loud and can sometimes be obnoxious. Like, or that big smile where it's like so big that I just like my cheeks hurt. Like I want more of that and less of the soft smiles and less of the quiet laughter and the laughter that's less annoying. And like, I want the snorting laughter. I want the laughter where it's like, it's annoying. Like I'm annoying myself because I'm so loud. You know what I mean? So like, I want more of that and less of the soft smiles and dulling myself. And so those are all the things that I want to bring into 2024 and to leave out in 2023. And let's get into our questions because you guys did ask lots of questions. And I always love when you guys ask questions. I leave the question box up on the Love You Most Pod Instagram every single week so you guys can leave questions and I answer every single question as well. So the first question you asked was, how's the pup doing? Um, how are meds helping? So if you guys don't know, um, our dog Bane, we've had him for nine years, almost 10. His 10th birthday will be in May and he has cancer, which has been really, really tough. So we have been taking him to 
um, there's like a really good vet who's like an hour and a half away from us. So we take him to that vet and previously we were taking him every week, which was really, really taxing because we would get up and the appointment would usually be at like, I don't know, nine 45, nine o'clock or something. So we would have to leave obviously earlier cause it's an hour and a half away. Then we'd have to like park and get him out and like get checked in and all this stuff. And then he usually wouldn't get done until like two 30. So by the time he like gets in the car and we like get ready to go, we're home by four 5 o'clock. And that's our full day. So like, obviously we're both taking off work those days. Brady and I would like kind of go back and forth. Like he would take him one weekend and I would take him one week and very taxing on our time, but also very taxing on his body. Cause obviously he's going through chemo. So he's getting sick. He's not feeling well. We're trying to make sure that we're like, you know, at home more so that like, if he is feeling like sick, we can make sure we give him cuddles and like he's getting his food so that like, if he gets sick, we clean it up off the floor or whatever, but then we can like give him more food. So hopefully he can keep it down. So just a lot of like a lot of shifting and it's definitely been very difficult. And, um, over the last probably six weeks, he has actually, um, been doing well enough where he doesn't have to go every week and he can go every three weeks. So that has been incredible. The, his lymph nodes are not getting smaller and like the cancer isn't getting any like smaller or like less, but it's not growing. So that's a good sign. It's just kind of staying stable. So we're hoping that he goes in remission and he will have actually had cancer for a full year at the end of May. So we're kind of coming up on that, which is kind of crazy. We've been like doing all this driving and like all this stuff for so long. And I feel so grateful to, and this is me going into like not downplaying achievements or not downplaying anything because my first initial thought is to be like, Oh, well, like, I don't really want to, you know, say too much or whatever, but no, like I feel very grateful and we definitely are privileged in this way to be able to pay for his chemo. And I was thinking the other day, I was like, what if we didn't have the means to do this? Like so many people probably have to put down their animals because they don't have the means because literally every week that we go, like when we were going like once a week, it was between like 400 and $700, which is just wild, like absolutely astronomical. And I just think that it's just like, just wild, like that people would have to choose between like the health of their dog and like having to put them down if they like literally can't pay for it. Like, I just think that that's the saddest thing ever. So he's been going every, um, three weeks for the past, uh, two weeks. So it's like almost a full six weeks now, which we're hoping the next time we go back, it'll be the same where either like he's stable and stabilized or they can say like, Oh, he's in remission. And that would like be just the best. So Um, he's doing well. He definitely is like sick still. Like I'm literally, um, gonna have to go like after this and like clean up some areas that I know he's probably like coughed up a little bit. And it's just like the reality of where we are now, but we would so much rather have him as he is now. And like just having some bad days. Cause it's not like he's at like that every day. He just has like some bad days. And it's usually the weeks that he has to take his chemo because he'll usually do. So like right now we're in a chemo week, so he'll have his chemo pills. And then the next two weeks he won't take anything. And so like those two weeks are usually like the really good weeks. And the week that he has to take his chemo, he usually has like some days where he's like sicker, but he still has an incredible quality of life. So much energy. He's not lethargic at all or anything. So we just feel very grateful for that. 
And another question you guys asked was, do you ever travel to Champaign, Illinois? The, the answer is yes, because literally that's where his um, vet is. So, like, we drive there literally, like, so often. Um, and we end up staying, like, the whole day there pretty much because, obviously, his chemo's there. Another question you asked was, how do you find good friends when you've had a slew of bad ones? And this one um it's hard but i think you have to just like one put yourself out there get involved in the community go to your library see what book clubs they have that you can join go to a gym and like go to the same time with the same people like multiple times in a row and you'll actually start to connect with them join like a church group or join a knitting group or join just any group that you feel like you could really connect with people who like love the same things as you also go to third spaces like go to bookstores go to coffee shops go and like relax in those spaces because i feel like if you go to those spaces often you'll kind of like start to see a lot of the same people you'll be considered a regular and you'll just like really get to know the people around you and i met so many friends just in like random third spaces like trivia nights or coffee coffee shops and things like that oh the time is getting to me y'all hopefully i don't pass that yawn through the mic <laughs> um but yeah, so go to third spaces, be bold, reach out to people that you maybe have never talked to or have like thought about talking to, but you've just been like a little too nervous to do. Um, because I feel like if you send a message, like a text or something or a DM to something or DM or something like that to a friend or someone that you want to be a friend, I feel like it's an easy way to really connect with someone and, uh, stop traveling every weekend. Like literally stop. You cannot make friends where you live if you're like never where you live. Like you have to actually be where you live to make friends there. Do things alone. That's a big one. I think that all these things kind of like encompass doing things alone, like going to coffee shops and bookstores, joining like groups. Because I think that people are more inclined to talk to people who are alone versus people who are in a group. Because it's kind of like, oh, well, like you already have your people. Like why would I want to intrude when you're like with a group of people? And, um, another thing that helps to like make friends is to make plans with people that, you know, and invite other people. So like, if you have some friends already, like have a little get together and like tell everyone, Hey, like bring a friend. And I feel like that's a really easy way to make friends too. But, um, I think that that's a great way to find good friends, but you kind of mentioned, um, how do you find good friends when you had a slew of bad ones? I think that too often we are like, okay, I met this friend like I am immediately friends with her. You know what I mean? Like when you go on a date with someone, you're not like, okay, I went on one date. I'm, a, I'm immediately dating this person. Like they're my boyfriend and they're my girlfriend. Like, no, you don't immediately think that. But I feel like with friends, we don't give our friends time to actually become our friends. We just are immediately like, oh my God, I, I met her. Like she's nice. Like she seems cool. Like now we're besties. Like, no, give yourself time to get to know these people before you have them over your house or you have them in intimate settings. See how you like really vibe. Like I have like been on picnics with people. I have just like worked out with people. Like I've just like hung out with people in one capacity for so long just to be like a million percent sure that I like want to bring them over to my house or bring them into a friend group or whatever. Cause once, once you cross that line, like you're friends, like you're in it, you know, like once you know where I live, like we are friends and I give myself a lot of time to really get to know someone before like calling them a friend, because I feel like 
I don't know, it keeps you from getting a lot of the bad ones because you really know what you want out of that friendship and you can like really look for it and find it before you like say yes to that friendship. And you also have to be confident that like, I don't know, it's okay to open up to people. Like you have to be confident in yourself when you're like sharing who you are. Like, I don't know, I think after you've been burned by friends, it can be easy to like just retreat and like not want to open up, but you have to be vulnerable with your friends if you want to make new ones. And the last question you asked was, did you enjoy yourself at the Union Square Barnes and Noble? And what was it like being among the four floors at Barnes and Noble. And oh my gosh, guys, I cannot even explain how overwhelmed I was in the best way to be in a Barnes and Noble in New York City that has four floors. Like literally a dream come true. I literally did not even feel like it was real. Like I felt like Eloise in the plaza or something. Like I felt like a kid in a candy store, like Willy Wonka and whatever, Charlie in the chocolate factory. Like I felt like all of the little like magical moments that you see in movies all just like swirled together. It was such an incredible experience. And I loved being able to say that I did it alone because I could just browse the shelves for hours. And I knew I wasn't boring anyone. And I knew that like, I was just doing what I wanted to do. And I wasn't having to worry like, oh, does this person want to go this aisle? Do they want to stay here longer? Do they want to leave? Like, it was just such a great experience. And those are all the questions. So let's get into our book chat. I have been in a little book hangover because I read Into the Dark by Jessa Hastings and I just have had the hardest time getting back into romance. So I read The House Across the Lake by Riley Sager because I've been switching up and reading thrillers because there hasn't been any romances that have really grabbed me until I've been starting to read The Coldest Winter by Brittany Cherry, and I'm realizing that I absolutely love Brittany Cherry's writing. It's very similar to Natasha Bishop, if you like her writing, and if you like authors who kind of like add in something like a little, like a side plot or something, she does such a great job at that. So absolutely love, love, love her books, and I think she's going to be an autobi author for me. Um, And the fact that I could like get into her books after reading one of the most iconic romances that I've read, like in just the longest time, like a literal six star read for me, um, which was into the dark by Jessa Hastings. Um, the fact that like her book could get me back into reading romances and like excited about them is such a cool thing. So yeah, we are back in our romance kick back in our thriller kick back, just, you know, riding the wave like normal. And I actually set a reading goal this year for 175 because I set a reading goal last year for 100 and I read 170. But I'm also kind of weird with like setting goals because sometimes I think when I set goals, I need to like exceed them by a lot. So this year I had a goal of 100 books and I read 170. So now I'm like, okay, I have a goal of 170. Do I need to exceed that by the same amount? Like I'm just weird like that. So also very competitive with myself, but it's going to be a really great year. I try not to put too much pressure on myself with literally anything, even though I always end up doing it anyway, <laughs> but books, especially, I don't want to put like pressure on myself. I feel like just reading is reading is reading no matter what I'm reading. And that's all that matters. So I <laughs> love you most. I love you more than anyone you know. Well, maybe not, but I love you a lot. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye, guys.